It's episode 174 of Leading Ladies of Corpus Christi, and I'm sitting in a Zoom meeting with the co-founder and co-creator of 50 States of Terror podcast, a showcase in cryptids, Kaylee Diaz. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It sounds so fancy when someone else says it. It sounds like I'm bragging when I say it. Oh, no. So uh, that's that's interesting. It's like, oh, that rolls off like pretty fancy. Okay. Okay. That, but that's this is me. what you do. Yeah. I mean, in addition to you're also a producer for the bitches who brunch podcast. So we're going to get into that a little bit later. Yes. Um, you were also the mistress of lore for the housecraft <laughs> podcast. You also yes. edit your own podcast and you're also involved mm-hmm. with the Corpus. Co- I'm sorry. Coastal Bend creator con. So like you have a lot going on chick, like recognize. I didn't realize that my, my resume was so like illustrious until, um, <laughs> actually like this last week, my husband and I were talking and I was like, yeah, so I accidentally started producing a podcast. We kind of accidentally made a podcast and I accidentally started podcasting in general. And now like my whole calendar is podcasting in uh, in one form or like one way or another. Absolutely. I mean, you have the voice Mm -hmm. for it, girl. And before I get too deep, let's take a tequila shot to Kaylee. Cheers. Virtual cheers. cheers. Oh, this is going to be rough. You can hang, girl. You've been been, uh, delving deep into the world of cryptids. You can handle a tequila (laughs) shot. I actually saved this tequila just for you. Ah. I got this for my birthday. From uh, my friend Melody, who's a local streamer. She's a Twitch streamer affiliate. And uh, she's the smiling octopus. And she got it for my birthday. It was a cool, like, pepper-shaped bottle. And I was like, oop, nope. I just uh, just talked to leading ladies, and I'm going to save my tequila shot. Oh, you're amazing. How was it? Was it good? It was uh, It was intense. I have my iced coffee, but I think I'm going to have to like, give it a second because yes. I've got three minutes. <laughs> burning a little so earlier <laughs> you asked me how my day was but how was your day today um <laughs> my my day was pretty interesting so I work my day job my real job my nine to five Monday through Friday I work in first aid and safety so I pro- I help provide training um everything from bandages to hard hats for any industry so I spend a lot of time working with oil field guys, yes. and working with natural gas, but even fast food, restaurants, cotton gins, like wow. we see all sorts of different things. And so I'm every day wearing like my steel toe boots, cargo pants, like the whole nine. And then I come home, kind of get into my, my personal aesthetic, which is a completely different direction and podcast in the evenings when I'm not chasing my children around. (laughs) Very good. As somebody who works in industry, not doing what you do, but ultimately, Mm. you know, kind of similar field and similar facilities that I'm at, I completely recognize and respect the need to wear the PPE and all that kind of stuff. And whenever people first meet you, they're like, wow, okay, this person's ready to get like, you know, down and dirty in in the industry, (laughs) you know? And it's funny when people see you outside of work, they're like, oh, you're not always wearing a hard hat or not always wearing steel toe boots. Yes, I um I have a, several facilities where it is full full PPE. It is hard hat. It's the high vis vest. Like it's safety glasses. We've got some locations that require masks other than just regular mask mandate or mm-hmm. uh, requirements for entry. It's it's a lot and it gets hot. Like I am not yes. from Texas. I'm not built for this. I am built <laughs> to be like outrunning the English and the Scottish Highlands and like waiting out the winter. And here I am sweating my ass off every summer and to be honest, in the winter, I'm sweating a lot too. Like oh gosh, I know. And you hear all of us complain and you're like, please, because you're from Missouri, right? I am. I I was uh, born and raised south of Kansas City. I've been in Corpus um it's been a little over 10 years. I was wow. 21 when I moved here. So I was a wild child when I got here and I've grown a lot <laughs> and I'm not quite so wild and definitely not a child now. Yes. And, um, yeah, it's been, it's been interesting. It's, it's definitely a different world than I grew up in. And so what brought you down to Corpus in the first place? Oh, we're going to get to those questions. If that's okay, you don't have to, (laughs) by the way, if anything is too personal a question, please be like, no, we're not talking about that. No, you're good. Um, So the abridged version of how I got here, my oldest son, I have a 13 year old and I have a four year old. 
my four-year-old is my husband's son. My 13-year-old is from my first marriage. Mm -hmm. And the a very abridged version is he got a job here and we didn't want to do custody across state lines. Mm -hmm. So there was an offer made to help me move here if he could take the job. And he took the job and I moved here and I hated it. Oh, I didn't wow. Like anything to do with it. I was like, I don't like the beach. I don't like Texas. That sucks. I just want to go and then um, I met my husband and I was like, okay, well, maybe it's not quite, it's not so bad. It's not the worst. I mean, I could tolerate it a little bit longer. Is he from Corpus? He is actually, he was born in El Paso. Okay. Um, but he did quite a bit of growing up in Japan and uh, on the East Coast because his dad was in the Marines. Wow. And then he was in the Marines, so he did some traveling as well. Okay. And then he went to college here. So he went to college at TAMU. Mm -hmm. And then he also um, did a program with Notre Dame. So I barely graduated high school, but I have a very educated husband. Hey, well, I mean, honestly, like, what's education, right? Like, you know, there's formal education and then there's life Girl. education. So give yourself some credit. Yes. <laughs> we, uh, we really are, uh, we're, we're complete opposites. And that was actually something you and I kind of touched on in a previous conversation about how opposites attract. Yes. And I really think that that has been a, like a common thread throughout the tapestry that is my life is just it's always it's these opposites pulling together and for the most part it's actually been a very positive outcome or at least I mean you've got to make it as positive as you can for sure but yeah my my husband is very very straight laced he is very white glove inspection I mean it is <laughs> a marine corps mentality however I grew up in a in a farming community and I grew up my dad's a blacksmith uh, my parents wow do, yeah, my parents do uh, pre-16th century European reenactments and War of 1812, pre-1840. Wow. So I grew up, you know, hands dirty, in the dirt, on a farm. Um, and I mean, really like an artist of different sorts. I learned how to do metalworking and I learned how to do woodworking. And Things that most people like things. spend money to learn. You know what I mean? Like that's... <laughs> really amazing it's, to me it's really interesting like i get so mad watching forged in fire i can't do it that Ooh, what's that tv show i don't even know what that it's is like a, it's a blacksmithing competition okay where they they get like different materials and they have to do different things and sometimes it's just one of those it's like watching it's like watching I'm trying to think of a good example like if a chef were to watch okay like top you know, chef for gordon ramsay yeah show that or something, hell's kitchen like, oh, you idiot no it's like, it's like that. I don't watch it anymore. <laughs> right. Well, cause I mean, you know how it really is, you know what I mean? And then you also see like, okay, they're obviously like, you know, really feeding into the drama here. That's what keeps people yes. coming back. Um, I mean, but it, at the same time, it's kind of like a Cowboys fan watching a game. It's like, yeah, but do you really know better than the coach? I might not, but I'm still going to yell at the TV. Like, <laughs> no, this is my sports. I don't sport. Go local team. What color are we cheering for? But uh, nope, that's my uh, that's my equivalent. Yes. Well, I think that's really great, and I and uh, I love the dichotomy between you and your husband, and I feel like it plays out well as y'all co-host the podcast, um, the Fifty States yeah. of Terror, because literally y'all's opening episode, y'all's kind of intro <laughs> to meet the host kind of thing. You're like, this is what we're doing. We're talking about you know these supernatural creatures that probably don't exist and he's like well you know what I mean and it's like he's, clear that there's like uh already a difference in opinion there he is such a ham I love him so much but I just some days I just can't with him um I will tell you a quick funny story about that episode and then, does it have uh, to be quick because I like long I mean, funny stories <laughs> it's um we can do the long version but when I first started podcasting it was really, it was my sister has a podcast um, and it is Housecraft, the Witching Hour. Yes. And that is all based on uh, like beginner witchcraft practice. Mm -hmm. And that's and your where sister's still in Missouri. I'm sorry. Uh, your sister's still doing the podcast. Yes. Okay. She is. Very good. It's, it's got different, um, it, it's like a Pokemon, like it has evolved into different things. Um, and there's actually a big evolution coming up that we're really excited for. And she's still um, in Missouri. She's actually in Colorado. Oh, wow. Okay. Y'all are all over the place. 
we didn't actually meet until our 20s. So wow. it's a, we had a bit of a CAD dad mm-hmm. who, um, he had a, a couple ladies that he was interested in and he pursued all of them apparently. Mm-hmm. So when we get together, we call it the bastards ball because he wasn't there for any of us growing up. <laughs> oh my God. So. I just see like game of Thrones in my head. Like that, that's hilarious. I, I love that y'all spin it in that kind of way. And I love oh, that yeah. y'all's relationship blossomed into spending time together podcasting. Girl, I set her up with my best friend and they're married now. So she wow. owes me. <laughs> she owes me. <laughs> anyway, well, I, I interrupted you. Me. Yeah, I interrupted you like 27 times, but you're the, no, you're the mistress of like, lore for that podcast. Her, apology. her husband <laughs> owes me a favor. That's hilarious. Um, no, so yeah, recording the first, uh, the, the first I was podcasting, she was doing this project and she'd asked me if I wanted to join because of my parents' experience being pre-16th century reenactors and all of that. I'm really familiar with kind of off the wall folklore. And she was like, Hey, we're going to talk about this subject. Do you know anything about it? And I was like, do I know anything about it? How many pages of notes should I prepare? (laughs) And I sat in my teenage son's closet on a bean bag with a blanket over my head to get the ambient noise out with an Xbox headset on and it still sounded atrocious. It was <laughs> great memories, horrible audio. But I've been was, there. Uh, I mean, we made these drinks, these big drinks, so we didn't have to get up. By the end, you're drunk and you really have to pee. And it was just miserable. <laughs> this so sounds when- so fun, though, to have a podcast <laughs> with your siblings talking about stuff like this. It sounds amazing. Yeah. So when it came up that uh, I wanted to spin off and I wanted to do something, I was like, man, I'm really into this. I kind of got the podcast bug. And Anthony and I started talking about it. What would we talk about? And that's a a different tangent. But for recording the first episode, Anthony was not going to fit in that closet with me. So he bought a microphone that we could both use, but we didn't know how to use it. So we sat at our dining room table with a blanket over our heads because that was what everything online said to do. So we did not need to do that. Spoiler alert. We figured out how to do it later. I've never was, heard that before. That's hilarious. That's how, um, if you've ever heard the Magnus archives, that's how they recorded. Mm. Um, so it's like a super popular podcast. And he's like, yeah, I used to record with a blanket over my head. And I was like, is that, would that work? So blanket over our head, dining room table. We are recording. It is hot. I've already said I sweat a lot. Like I'm just like drenched. And as we take the blanket off of our head to like breathe, because it was, it was stifling. Something comes around the corner from our living room towards the dining room, like very low, very skittery across the floor. Um, but we don't have cats. We have very large dogs. We have Doberman, actually. We have rescue babies. And this thing is just like skittering straight at our feet. And it's about the size of a football uh, because apparently the dogs brought possums in the house and we did not hear them because we had headphones on. Oh, and my under God. A blanket at our <laughs> dining room table talking about monsters. And uh, we ha- then had to catch this baby possum. And release it because I felt bad doing anything else with of it. Of course. I'm pro-possum. Um, I, I am I am absolutely pro-possum. And we named it Francesca. <laughs> and then Francesca came back with Frederick, her brother, and a couple other siblings. And the next night, I was a couple drinks in, watching TV on the couch by myself. And Francesca runs behind the television because we have a dog door. Oh, my and God. And she came back in the dog door, apparently. And I about died. I was like, I'm never podcasting again. That was almost the end. <laughs> yeah, you're all... We almost didn't put it out. I was, you're this all, this is, is the kind of energy we're putting out there with this podcast. Absolutely not. But I love that Francesca's like, they're cool, man. They just uh, yeah. removed me from their house. It's fine. Come on, was, one. Uh, come on. Come on, mm-hmm. all. It was a lot. It, there was a lot of energy in that night for, for sure. I about died. That's... Just, hilarious (laughs) when y'all been podcasting for about a year right so this was about a year ago yeah we um we just hit our one-year anniversary in i want to say it was july okay uh june july so i know that by the way congratulations on your number one podcast thank you i appreciate that so much i mean just the amount of podcasts we have here and the variety of podcasts 
There is truly something for everybody. And when I found out about y'all's podcast and the fact that y'all are talking about supernatural things, I mean, y'all are after my own heart. Like, I'm like, what is this? (laughs) And then, uh, a friend of mine just married a guy from Ohio who's like hardcore into cryptids. And she's like, Hey, I saw that you shared something about 50, that 50 States of terror and miles is super into, uh, cryptids. So I'm gonna like, tell him to listen to that. So like, I, it just, it thrills me that you guys broach this subject. Cause yeah. I'm, I'm insanely like curious and into it and didn't realize that there were so many unique cryptids per state. Yes. And I I suppose for anybody listening, because I know we get a lot of people who are like, what? I don't know what that is. What what is it about? Yes, please break it down. um, So we are a podcast that is discussing American cryptids, as you said. So a cryptid specifically refers to any creature that cannot be proven to not exist, but... Like you can't, you can't prove it either way. So yeah. when you would think of that instantly, you should picture Bigfoot or Loch Ness Monster or yes. the Jersey Devil, the Chupacabra. Like those are the heavy hitters. Those yes. are the ones that everybody's like, that's a cryptid. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you don't always think about some of the other creatures that, yeah, like as you were saying, the United States is full of them. Mm-hmm. Like there are so many, we have so many options. We go state by state and we discuss one or one region we've had a couple episodes like massachusetts we did the bridgewater triangle instead of just one monster because there was so much history in this place and my favorite favorite part about it is i get to fully nerd rage on these topics (laughs) yes (laughs) because i anytime i'd heard other cryptid podcast it was just like oh it was so scary and I saw this and it was it was big and scary but that's not really the point of cryptid stories Mm -hmm. um you see a lot of lessons to be learned like what does society fear at the time of these sightings Um, you see oh I love that it's there's a lot girl (laughs) we've been we've been doing a lot of Native American history in the last few episodes, a lot of Algonquian lore specifically in the Northeastern region. So we try and make sure that we're like naming the tribes that we're talking about. Cause a lot of these stories are taken from native American history. Yes. And I know this is an audio podcast, but I am as white as they come. Do not <laughs> let the ideas of my name fool you. I am pasty. And I think it's really important, especially like as a white woman that is telling stories from other cultures. Yes. That I am properly naming these cultures. I am crediting these cultures. And we're discussing how those stories have been molded and how they've evolved. If I can tell it in its truer form, I will. But if not, then I can only tell what has been orally passed down and how that has been delivered to me. So we're always opening up for corrections as well. We very openly say in our podcast, Hey, if this if this is something that you know about, if this is something that's part of your lore or your history, and we got it wrong, absolutely email us. Here's how you get a hold of us. Here's how you find us. We would like to be correct, and we want to educate and entertain. I think we're I think we're pretty funny sometimes. Y'all are. So yeah, it's been it's been a lot a lot of fun, a lot of work, but a lot of fun. I want to thank you for your willingness to acknowledge where these stories came from. It can be incredibly problematic whenever people take inspiration or straight up ideas, you know, from other yes. cultures or whatever and, and not acknowledge where they got it from. So thank you, like from the bottom Absolutely. of my heart. Absolutely. Like it's people like you that make it a point to care and make it a point to do the research and the extra work and all that that I really, really appreciate. And that really is what makes you a leading lady, truly. There, There is one specific cryptid that has been the most requested from folks for us to cover Mm -hmm. and i have put a hard limit we will not be covering skinwalkers yes until until i have someone who is willing to come and tell me a story and come and discuss it because for those that aren't familiar there is a very very heavy history and story that goes along with it and you're not even supposed to actually say the name it's very much a Voldemort situation yes you're not supposed to say it yes and so um I've heard a, a couple other podcasts that cracks me up because I call them flesh pedestrians <laughs> I don't even call them skinwalkers oh geez there is a there's a whole thing and so you're not really supposed to tell the stories 
but if there's anybody that is willing to do that and is willing to discuss it, even like at a, you know, an educational kind of way, that's when we're going to cover it. We're not going to just arbitrarily start throwing around things that we, we know better. Like we're not supposed to talk about that. So yes, we have rules. Well, and that's the other thing too, is knowing when it's okay to talk about it or, uh, I can't help thinking of, and I'm sorry if this is a touchy subject, but, um, Mm -hmm. cleansing with sage. You know, a lot of people cleanse with sage without realizing that it's a protected practice, right? That it really is. should only be done by certain um, cultures or tribes. Mm-hmm. And uh, the fact that you know that you're not supposed to discuss it. You know what I mean? Like that just goes yeah. to show the care that you put into the topics that you're discussing. Because I think Absolutely. people will think like, oh, supernatural cryptids. Like this is just fun. This is just to give me a little spook mm-hmm. here and there. And it's like it really is so much more than that. And uh, it makes me love it even more. Thank you. Yeah, my uh, my husband, who is Anthony Diaz, uh, actually wrote a book. He's an aspiring author, and he is working on publishing his first book. And that is actually what led us to the topic at all. We were sitting there, like, what should we talk about? If we make a podcast, should it be a drama? Should it be a talk show? This was literally we my just... next question, so thank you. <laughs> we we didn't know what we wanted to do, and it was just so much was was bubbling around there were so many options and when you have a completely blank canvas sometimes the hardest part is like what is even going to go on there and he had pretty much just reached like the final stages of the outline of the book and like the first right through and i was like well we could talk about cryptids i mean that's something you've been you've been researching a lot because his book is entirely about like a secret part of the government that is working with cryptids. So it's like a veteran character, his best friend and a couple high school kids that get recruited to work for this specific section. And it's, they're called the crypt agents. I love this. And um, so there's like this whole parallel world in his book that, you know, they're, there's some things that you'd have to read to find out because obviously, but he's uh, he's working on getting it published now and his page is at author AJ Diaz. So he posts his updates there and everything. Oh, okay. That, that's on. his Instagram handle? Uh-huh. Say it again. At author AJ Diaz. At author AJ Diaz. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we could all, and by we, I mean the world, use a book <laughs> that has this kind of theme going like this sounds fantastic <laughs> yeah it's a uh, it's great he, i i know that he said he based um one of the characters on me and from what i read i'm like well she's kind of a badass so like, I'm okay with that. <laughs> oh i love that you're his muse <laughs> oh i'll take it I'll yeah 100 percent. and so that's why i guess he was already working on this and that's when y'all were like well hey why don't we focus on yeah. cryptids yeah so because we are such opposites uh really in in every way he believes in some of the cryptids he believes in bigfoot Mm -hmm. i do not really i don't believe in anything like from like any anything other than like what's around me what i can feel and see and touch i don't believe in any i don't even believe in myself some days like there's there's a lot well you should we've we've talked about your resume so (laughs) you definitely should (laughs) but yeah we um we we are different theologically um ethnically our backgrounds where we come from and so he's like well yeah we could talk about how bigfoot's real i'm like or we could talk about how he's not (laughs) and it really started to develop into this i i keep describing it to people who don't know about the podcast i'm like you know how buddy cop films are like you got the hard ass and you got the funny one i don't know which one of us is which and sometimes it switches but Mm -hmm. like we're always not on the same page so we uh we only meet in the middle when it comes to like research and that yeah we think stuff is cool so let's talk about the cool stuff but we we never really see eye to eye on on what is what but we've uh we've also done we did a mental health episode we had a psychologist from tamu yes uh dr zogolilo joined us and we discussed mental health and sightings Mm -hmm. and that was in honor of uh, May of for mental health awareness. And then we also did an LGBT plus episode where we yes. discussed. Yes. I want to talk about was, this one. I'm glad you brought okay. this up. Cool. Did you have any specific questions? Yes. Well, first of all, okay. I want you to tell us why you decided to have an episode because people, it, when you listen to the episode, you realize that there is quite a correlation between the LGP, mm. LGBT. Oh my God. LGBTQ. Am I saying it right? 
LGBT, well, the whole acronym is much longer. Like there, it's like LGBT plus, LGBTQ, yes. IA plus. Yes. There's, there's a lot of variations. Yes, and I wanted yeah. to say it right, but but ultimately, uh-huh. you know that that group and cryptids, and so mm-hmm. did you already know that there was this correlation between you know the themes behind certain cryptids and the LGBTQ plus community. So I'm pretty well versed in the LGBT plus community um, through my my friends and my family. Um, I already knew some of the correlations. I knew that bisexual women were referred to as unicorns, but I never really thought about it too much. Mm-hmm. I knew gay men were referred to as fairies and never really correlated that either. Mm-hmm. And I was really starting to think about it when... Um, a performer showed up to a RuPaul performance or a RuPaul red carpet dressed as the Babadook. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Ooh, Ooh. And Babadook ended up being like the gay royalty that year. And it, I was just like, what? Okay. Okay. And then it kept popping up like Mothman's gay. Mothman's my boyfriend. Like, I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> and we th- we love memes like we love dad jokes we love all of that and so when we're looking just kind of for like that filler content like that stuff that makes our followers giggle a lot of it was gay <laughs> and i like i was like okay for for every joke there there is something serious yes like, you know you, you you can joke to to mask something you can just joke because something is funny yes and so i started researching and i found way more than I really expected to. I found a lot of authors that were writing about it. I found, you know, colleges that were hosting events to talk about cryptids in the LGBT plus community. I was like, well, damn, okay, all right. So started reading more and more into it. And Anthony and I had actually been invited to the LGBT plus business mixer, the local local business mixer. Yes. And we were invited as influencers which sounds so weird to say i i'm with you there i'm having i i'm having some some difficulty i'm like i don't have a big following but um okay um sure i'll put my podcast name on my on my my name tag and then we ran into somebody who's like kaylee diaz 50 states of terror wow excuse excuse me oh my gosh I loved this episode like this was great and I just was shooketh I didn't know what to do I was blown away I was like wow somebody knows who man I'm a catfish though I don't look the same in person as I do on social media oh my god you look the exact same (laughs) so it was uh it was just so funny um the event we attended was hosted at Black Sheep Aesthetics yeah shout out to Black Sheep Aesthetics Oh my gosh, they are so great. She did my eyebrows shortly afterwards. It was amazing. Nice. I haven't gotten and to meet them, meet them, uh, the owners yet in person. But listening should. to your conversation with them in this episode yeah. was just so fun to listen to and so informative. They were they were amazing. They were the first ones to welcome us, and so when it came time, where I was like, "Yeah, I think I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this episode," I reached out to them, and they're like, "Yeah, sure." And I know after the episode, they were like, "Yeah, at first I didn't really see." how this was all going to go together. Yes. And then by the end of the episode, I think you can hear that, that kind of evolution throughout the episode as well, where it was like, oh, wait, you're right. Mm-hmm. Wait, you're right. Oh my gosh. I, I did feel this way or I did associate this way. And it was, it was really interesting. My, my father's actually a, a preacher. Oh, wow. And was doing same sex ceremonies before gay marriage was passed. He wow. Was civil, like the civil union. Yes. And he, shout out to your dad. Yeah. He's like 74. He's, 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 he's an older distinguished gentleman. Mm-hmm. And he called me after that episode came out and he goes, Kaylee, he has a very like deep Santa voice. And he's like, <laughs> I wanted to tell you how proud I am of that episode that was enlightening i was like oh my goodness like you're gonna make me cry yes so it was great it was great i'm having so much fun getting to do a kind of whatever i want i don't know my husband gets some say he's involved too (laughs) oh yeah he's there sometimes no i mean y'all play off each other really well you you and anthony um but for this particular episode you hosted it solo Uh uh-huh and uh i mean you know i consider myself to be 
knowledgeable and things I care about, you know, um, supernatural things, you know, cryptids, what have you, but the association you made with how, um, LG, the LGBT plus, uh, group is treated and how it's Mm -hmm. very synonymous with, you know, not only treated, but feared is very synonymous with how, you know, cryptids and the stories that the boogeyman. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. It was, a. It was a lot. And I recently had someone like very, very close to me come out of the closet shortly before the final decision to record that episode. Mm -hmm. And it was a a conversation of like, hey, like, how would you feel about this? Like, yes, this is something like you are currently experiencing. Like, would it be okay if I if I told your story and they wanted me to hold out? And I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't have to share a story that you don't want me to share. And I was like, but how would you feel about seeing that kind of story? Like, is this something that you would be interested in as a young person? You know, kind of the the target demographic for what I'm talking about. And it was, you know, full steam ahead. I was like, okay, well, then we're doing it. Let's start looking for guests. And the lovely ladies of Black Sheep were, were happy to join me, and I was happy to have them. So it was great. Yeah, it really was. I mean, what an excellent episode. You know, I do really enjoy listening to, you know, episodes about the cryptids specifically. But whenever mm-hmm. you have the special episodes that tie in, you know, very real um, people and very real, you know, issues or identities that we're experiencing in real mm-hmm. time with this lore, it's a yeah. win. It's a win-win. Like, you you do yeah, it seamlessly. I agree. I agree. It's, it's a lot of fun to be able to kind of we, we don't really get political. That's that, that was one of the things It's like, I'm like, look, like, I don't even really think like those things. I don't think mental health is political. I Agreed. don't think the LGBT plus Agreed. community is political. Uh. Now I'm not going to go on there and tell you who I voted for. Mm-hmm. Um, I might tell you I voted, mm-hmm. but we're not going to start talking policies or I'm anything like you. that. Um, there've been a couple of times where really big events have happened. Um, and we know that a lot of, a lot of our folks are listening like real time. Yes. So like we're, I know there shortly after uh, the Uvalde incident, we were like, hey guys, like we know the world's heavy right now. Like we just want to thank you for kind of using us to escape a little bit. Yeah. Like we're thinking about you. And then that was that was pretty much all. And if you listen to it in the timeline as it happened, you knew what we were talking about. But somebody, you know, two years down the road, you know, who knows how long we're we're gonna do this. Like right. they we don't wanna like dredge up like a whole bunch later on. Like oh. just keep it Truly timeless. True. I I, I like that. I mean, not to mention the fact that like the past few years I've been insane. And so, uh, you know, they're probably like, it could have been one of these 16 things that happened. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's too much, but that's, that's another thing, um, that I think is so important to emphasize about the content you create is it is really an escape for people. It's a fun thing Mm -hmm. to think about. It takes them outside their four walls, you know, and, and really makes them think about the possibilities like you know the truth is out there you know um and so being from missouri i think you said y'all's cryptid is momo momo's a really common one and i we've had some debate on what momo actually is yes with some uh some people i'm associated with uh, (laughs) because i think of momo the 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 creepy um light-faced straight dark hair big eyes so, yeah, scary there was, girl there was that that was an art installation and yeah her name was momo but yeah. there there's a sasquatch in missouri um that or uh, allegedly is in missouri <laughs> and allegedly yeah. we gotta gotta use the legal the legal jargon yes and mo is the abbreviation for missouri so they call it momo oh and okay yeah, it's not creatively named. I don't think a lot of them are actually very creatively named. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you've got Alabama Wolf Woman. Guess what she is? <laughs> She's a wolf woman from Alabama. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a it's a it's a Sasquatch type creature. Now, when you do get into Sasquatch, you've got a whole variety. So it's a hominid. So it, it resembles a human. It's yes. bipedal. So it stands on two feet. But when you really get into the the breakdown of the different sightings, you've got a whole variety of different things that are human resembling with a lot of hair. And um, we're going to get into that eventually. I keep joking on the podcast, no state gets to claim Bigfoot. Yeah. Every single state has some kind of Bigfoot story. Mm-hmm. And so I, th- I don't know if maybe that'll be when we're done all 50 states and the territories, because we also cover 
the U.S. territories because I don't think that they get enough acknowledgement. For sure. So we've already done Puerto Rico. We've got plans for um, some of the next ones as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, because Chupacabra is not from Texas. So sorry for the Texas folk who don't realize. (laughs) Chupacabra is from Puerto Rico. That's where the story started. Really? I am a Texas folk that really does claim the Chupacabra. (laughs) Uh, that's because in Cuero, in Cuero, the lady claims that uh, she had one. It was a, it was a whole thing. But yeah, the first sightings, the first documented sightings, are outside of an army base in Puerto Rico. Always an army base. Okay, it's and so the, always that that's actually a question uh, of mine that I just thought of right this second. Mm-hmm. Well, I've always had it like locked and loaded, but yeah. So it, are there like common threads? associated with cryptid stories like for instance is there always an army base or some sort of government facility nearby or you know what i mean something like that so i would say that the majority of them don't have a military association Mm -hmm. (coughs) excuse me um i would say the alien stories usually have more of uh an association you get a lot of you get a lot of their warning stories is really the the biggest thread that I see through all of them. But when you start to get into certain time periods, if you look at when these creatures are sighted, they have different associations. So like when you start getting into aliens, like a lot of the alien sightings really happened around the same time. And that was really in the development of a lot of aircraft. So I'm not saying all UFOs were government conspiracies. They're real, Kaylee. Aliens are real. I heard recently they're no longer referred to as UFOs. They're UAPs. Okay. What does that stand um, for? I don't remember. I was drinking this weekend and someone tried <laughs> to educate me on it. Surely one of them is aircraft. Maybe. <laughs> it's, it's like air. Yeah, something. And I was like, I'm going to have to look more into this. Yes. But apparently she had a, a friend of mine. She's like, no, I'm going to start telling you my stories. I'm like, I didn't <gasps> know you had stories. Oh, my but let's, gosh. Let's go. Um. So she had actually submitted like official stories for investigation and her husband backed them up. I mean, she, they were, they were all for it. I'm like, interest. I should have brought my microphone. Yes. I was uh, in Houston over the weekend. I was like, why didn't I bring my microphone? I Girl, record it on your phone. Do something like I that. I should have. I was like, I took all those crafting supplies with me so we could paint or do something. And I should have just brought my electronics. <laughs> <laughs> You're all lesson learned. But do you lesson find learned. that because you know, people know that you and Anthony are covering, you know, cryptid stories or supernatural occurrences that people are very forthcoming with their own personal anecdotes. I've, I've heard some stories that I, from people that I've known that I don't think we probably would have told otherwise. Um, and I don't know how many I'm allowed to tell because some of them are very like, Hey, I don't think anybody else is going to believe me. I'm like, you chose the wrong one of the duo to tell because I'm not going to believe you either. You should have called Anthony. Oh my God, really? So even if somebody like you know, like you have been with them through thick and thin, if they tell you a story, you really just know. Well, but I mean, but think about it this way, because I mean, I, I, I understand where you're coming from, but um, I'm also atheist. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there are people that I love very, very much that tell me all about religion and I'm yeah. like, that's great for you. Yes. I, I have no doubt that 100% you absolutely believe it and I respect you for yes. it. And I'm, I'm not going to tell you that you're wrong. Yes. But I'm also not going to tell you that I believe the same thing as yes. you. I think that there are so many things that I could never, never explain to you. Yes. And I, who am I to tell you that your brain processed something the wrong way? I am not qualified. That is not my job. Right. But I think everybody processes stimuli in a way that I'm like, yeah, you could you could 100 wholeheartedly polygraph test. Tell me yep. and pass. But if I don't have some kind of evidence now, if I were presented with evidence, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. What's what's like, evidence to you? I, I would say for a creature, I would say like maybe DNA, mm-hmm. um, a, a live specimen. We're actually, spoiler alert, we are going to be talking about some uh, DNA testing in an upcoming episode. Ooh, yes. And I'm pretty excited. We've, there are just so many factors. Like I could tell you I saw anything and you wouldn't know what my intentions are. 
right. would you would you know if I really thought that I saw it or if maybe I just need maybe I just needed some attention that day? Yeah. Or maybe I did I mean, don't get me wrong, I've had like sleep paralysis. I definitely thought I saw someone in my room before. Yeah. It doesn't mean there was somebody in my room, but Right. Um I just I think that there is so much cool stuff in the world and I don't need there to be more. Like mm-hmm. I'm content with there not being more. I think that there is. You're better so than me, much- girl. <laughs> I'm all, let Bigfoot be real. <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh, I would be ecstatic though. I maybe, maybe don't misunderstand. Like I would be so excited if it were real, but I, so we just started making merch and we're going to be launching. merch. Yes. I wanted to talk about this. You're going to do so the exciting. heat changing mug thing. Yes. That I is exciting. Mug. I, that I designed and it's got cryptids hiding in the woods. And you did an amazing job designing it. I will be getting one of those mugs. That is sick (laughs) as hell. Well, I also made some leggings that I haven't posted yet because they're my leggings. So they're like on my, they're on my legs. So I haven't posted those. And uh, one side has the the 50 States of Terror logo, which is a double headed eagle with tentacles, which is very much like the Snallygaster Mm -hmm. of Maryland. Mm -hmm. If you've checked out that episode. And down the other leg, it said certified skeptic all the way down the leg. So it's just like real big displayed right there. So that is so cute. Editing my episode. It just it tells you exactly what to expect. And I'm planning on making Anthony a shirt that says true believers. I love that. That's cool. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think it's neat that y'all make it work, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that it doesn't like turn into blows, you know, because it's like, no, like these don't exist or, you know, whatever. Well, we do have a, a Patreon exclusive series that is detour where anything we don't get to talk about, or if we, if we start to bicker too much about it, we'll cut it from the episode. We throw it in the detour. <laughs> like, okay, I need you to knock it off. Like we're, come on now, come yes. on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And we'll put it in the detour episode or the blooper reel. And so that's some of our Patreon content, but it's, um, I think it's, I think it's really fun. I think it's great. But now that things are developing and we're doing like more things for podcasting, like things like this opportunities, I never, I didn't think anybody would want to interview me for anything. Are you kidding me? I was just thinking, I'm like, I know you have another engagement after this, so I'm going to have to change topics and I'm really disappointed about it because I could talk to you about this forever. Uh, no. So yes, you, you are absolutely so interesting. I could talk to you forever. So it blows my mind that you would think nobody wants to, would want to interview you. Like that could not be further from the case. But yeah, we, um, so we're, we're doing all these things, but then I recently accidentally ended up producing another podcast that is so far in the opposite direction of what I do. Yes. That, um, Sometimes it's whiplash kind of going back and forth between the two. Even the logos, one is pink neon nightlife and one is dark spooky cryptid. Yes. So I, I just recently started producing Bitches Who Brunch. Shout out to Bonnie and Rita. BS, yes. BS Who Brunch on all their socials. Because, uh, you know, there's got to be a little bit of censorship. Like, yeah. Zuckerberg's watching. So we don't want to get <laughs> that motherfucker. <laughs> that motherfucker. That's a whole different episode we could do. Yes. <laughs> but. They, uh, it's like girl locker room talk Yes, and it is, it is sex and it is taboo and it is funny and it is, you know, we've got some guests tonight that I'm, I'm really excited for the live stream we're about to do there. And it was really just kind of a, a happenstance. They're like, Hey, we've seen the work that you do and we're in need of someone to help us produce our live streams. Would you be interested? And I was like, Ooh. Because they've offered for me to be on the show. And I'm like, guys, my mom listens to everything that I Oh, do. no. You should totally was, do it. Reconsider. I, I I don't know if I can talk about pegging in front of my mom. <laughs> like, oh, you need to, I mean, you need to see, stories, warn like, your mom from the get. Like, this is what it's about, dear. Are you sure you want to go there? Like, she would she would still listen. And then she would, she would call me. Nice. And, and then my dad would probably listen. And then my dad would call me. So, um, it, but it's, it's so much fun just, uh, being able to like bounce those different topics around and as producer, like when things are kind of going awry or people kind of, uh, show some crazy colors, I get to throw the red flags out. So yes. these little red flag buttons. So I get to flag them on their shenanigans and it's, it, it really is a lot of fun, complete opposite, but it's, it's, it's the dichotomy is, is interesting if nothing else. So it's, uh, it's exciting. But yes, uh, Vani is with 
Bitches Who Brunch, and she and I, along with my husband, are all part of the Coastal Wind Creator Con. Yes, I'm so glad you brought this up. Tell me more about it. So the Coastal Wind Creator Con, it's created by creators for creators. And so like we have an official mission statement, all the things. Um, Our mission is to provide a safe and inviting space for all creators of all kinds to come together, network, and perfect their craft. So August of 2023, we're going to be hosting this event at the American Bank Center, which has officially been announced, which just happened on Friday. That's so so exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, We are going to have, we're going to have vendors, we're going to have speakers, influencers, and this is going to be for anybody who podcasts. If you want to learn a TikTok dance, if you are making videos to sell your artwork, any of those things, any kind of content creation, this is going to be where you can either learn a little bit, figure out how to market a little bit better. Like, do you know about algorithms? All of these things are just as important as do you create interesting content? Yes. You can, you could make the most interesting content there is, but if nobody sees it, exactly, then it's, I mean, that's like putting the Mona Lisa in a vault. It can be amazing. But if you can't see it, it's not going to do anybody any good. Oh, so. I love that. I, I think you need to c- carry that. And because that, that to me sums it up right there, because I think a lot of people, including myself, at least a few years ago, you know, was under the impression like it's good. There's talent like that has to be good enough. And it's like nowadays there's just so much more involved in getting yeah. your product out there or your content or whatever it is, mm-hmm. like you said. And I mean, I joke about it every once in a while because I have a really hard I, I kind of referenced earlier, I have a hard time when it's like, oh, like influencer. Like, I'm not an influencer. I don't have enough following to be an I, influencer. I don't, I don't know if I believe that, to be honest. But maybe well, there's like a definition of influencer that yeah. I don't know. But to me, it's, you're out here, you're, you're speaking about things that um, mm-hmm. are relevant. And there, there are people who listen and there are people who take note. Um, I mean, I would consider myself influenced by episodes that I heard. So does that, okay, well, I will take that. Uh, no, truly. Like I'm like <laughs> this episode, the LGBT episode mm-hmm. in cryptids, it was excellent. I consider myself influenced. Does that make you an yeah. influencer? I mean, I guess, I guess by that definition it would, maybe, yeah. maybe I'm, I'm caught up on the semantics of it. I think um, you are. It's when, when I really start thinking about it, I'm like, well, okay, like how many people follow me? How many people saw this? How many people liked it? How many yeah. people shared it? How many downloads did I get? Um, it becomes so obsessive. Like you can really get lost in it. And there yes. for a minute, like I'm actually coming out of a burnout right now. And like, I didn't, I didn't touch on it too much, but I, I definitely hit a point where I was like, I don't think I want to make a podcast anymore. Like, I think I'm done. Thank you for sharing like, that. <laughs> That's a very real say, feeling. It is. And I have, and I do, I have so much fun making it. Like our episodes have an, like kind of an interactive, like we call it the cryptid encounter in the beginning where we introduce what we're talking about. And I build the entire soundscape and pull in voice actors occasionally. Like sometimes those are my children, but um, <laughs> I love that. Know, it is, it's so much fun to do. But then I was like, but I don't want to do the research and I don't want to half ass this episode either. And I'm exhausted. And so, um, yeah, the Coastal Bank Creator Con is, I'm really looking forward to because I know I have a lot to learn too. So even as, you know, like the director of operations ended up with a whole bunch of responsibilities. <laughs> I know, I know you can handle it. I know that this is going to be a successful event. And it sounds to me exactly. like you are in a group of like-minded individuals that see what an asset you are. That's huge. It's, uh, it's so strange because like my, my day job is nothing in the creative realm. Mm-hmm. And um, so actually getting a chance to kind of like stretch those muscles that I didn't know I really had and, and get to be able to do those things, but then still take things from my everyday life where you know, kind of that assertiveness. Like I've, I've not yes. always been assertive. I was a doormat for a long time. And Same. People just got to walk however they wanted to. And yes. I allowed it. And there was really just kind of a, a turning point. Getting medicated helped a lot with mm-hmm. my ADHD. Like that helped my assertion a little Good bit. Good for like, you. No, I am not. No, no, I don't have to. Yeah. And if you don't like that, I won't allow it, then you can do it to someone else. That's, that's fine. And yes. I'm okay with that. Oh, that's so, so amazing and so freeing, you know, to speak your mind and, you know, get, get your point across clearly and assertively. Mm-hmm. Um, that's amazing. I mean, yeah, that's that's definitely been my mantra here lately. And like, I, I know my kids have heard me starting to say it more. 
my husband, my coworkers, I even said it's my boss. I was like, hey, like, I'm not good at this. And that's okay. Yes. Or this is going on. Yes. And that's okay. Like, oh, it's, I love it that. It doesn't have to be great. No, that but is you so also, good. You teach people how to treat you. Like 100%. every day you are teaching people how you are to be treated. And you, I mean, and that goes both directions. You're having a problem at work. Um, okay. You're teaching them how they can treat you. You're having problems with your spouse and you're just laying down, like, and just letting it happen. You're teaching them that that's how they get to treat you. So yeah, it's, it can be okay, but you don't have to allow it to happen either. Like you can let it go, stand up for yourself and do, do what you need to do. Definitely. I'm a, you know, I was all already excited for the coastal bin creator con, but you know, getting to talk to you about it (laughs) and, um, you know, seeing, you know, your involvement and what y'all have planned, um, Mm -hmm. to anybody who's listening and is maybe wondering about, you know, how to make your social media game more effective or, um, you know, like Kaylee said, even if you're wanting to master your TikTok dance, whatever it may be, keep an <laughs> eye out. Um, if you're not following at 50 States of Terror podcast on Instagram, please do it. Their uh, episodes are fantastic. Um, you know, as we talked about before, the research is phenomenal. The way they tie it into what me- people may be- have been experiencing at the time, whether it's through mental illness, culturally, you know, worldwide events, whatever it may be, and, and sightings of cryptids, um, not to mention the fact that you're definitely going to learn about cryptids you had never heard of as uh, it applies to the other states. We didn't mention the Mothman, which is actually my favorite cryptid. I didn't know that was your favorite. Oh, God. I love, I'm like obsessed with the Mothman. And my husband and I make, even though the movie's kind of, you know, so so, we do watch the Richard Gere Mothman prophecies uh, annually. That That's a thing for us. Um, well, uh, we're talking about having a cold front party where we're going to watch a, a scary movie for the first cold front. Come on over. Oh, my God, welcome. please. We'll I will get the Mothman. I, I, I'm like, uh, I, whatever you want. I'll bring booze. I'll bring food, whatever. <laughs> this sounds so fun. But um, so y'all, uh, anybody who wants to listen to the podcast can stream it anywhere. Podcasts are available. Yeah, we're, we're available on all the major and a lot of the minor. Um, you can generally find us at 50 states of terror however on twitter if you're looking for us to find us it's 50 states terror because of the character limit which is usually my husband's joke that he gets to make um but yeah 50 states of terror all of the major networks and the instagram is coastal bend creator con all the whole words very good so if you're interested in more on that you can also find 50 states of terror on patreon we have exclusive content over there uh merch discounts all of that yay shenanigans as merch is coming out um bitches who brunch that's yes. the locker room girl talk that's yes. bs who brunch so have mimosas and food less food more mimosas um <laughs> and then let's see i feel like there was one other thing oh my husband i should probably not forget about him his author page is at author aj diaz so it is uh i think that's all the ats i feel cool i feel like a younger millennial and less like an older millennial remembering them all hey you you did great um you're in <laughs> you're definitely in good company i'm a so grateful for you for spending time with me tonight. I know you have to jump on to the Bitches Who Brunch podcast so you can produce. Mm-hmm. That's You're going to have an excellent episode tonight. And uh, mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what you guys do next. So everybody keep a, keep an eye on the Coastal Bend Creator Con and, of course, 50 States of Terror podcast. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Kaylee. <laughs>